in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is Apostle Nicole Reddick with Converting Souls International Ministries. This month we are teaching on the birth, the son revealed to. And you know, every December I dedicate it to the birth of Christ. This is the season in which we celebrate the fulfillment of God's prophecy from the Old Testament. So the title of the message is The Birth, The Son Revealed To. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this word. I thank you for your love. I thank you that you touch down and you seek us out. And then you ask us if we want to know who you are, we should seek you. And so, Father, I thank you that you love us enough to share with us who you are, to give us what we need and not what we want. You have this agape love for us that is different than anything else. And we celebrate our Lord Jesus Christ. He was born to save us into the earth through a virgin and we thank you for it we thank you for giving us what we need and not what was wanted have your way holy ghost in me in the name of jesus touch the hearts and the mind of your people that they give them an understanding of what the season is and of what you are saying to us today in the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Luke 1, 26. Luke 1, 26. And I'm going to read through. It says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Here we are. We're starting off with the angel. The angel Gabriel. And we learned uh, last week that an angel is a messenger of God, not one by nature, but by office. And human messengers are bishops. They govern. They are the chief shepherd that God would assign, that Christ would assign in the earth today. And we know spiritually that's one of his titles, the chief shepherd. Verse 30. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. And in the sixth month, 
The angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Why is the sixth month important? As I was going over this, the sixth month, that is how many months Elizabeth was after conceiving. She was six months pregnant. So during that sixth month, the angel appeared unto Mary. The same messenger, the chief, Gabriel, this special messenger was sent to Zacharias. Now he's being sent to Mary. Why? Because these men and women were chosen by God for filling of a prophecy. It was the time and the season for fulfillment. And these are the men and women he was choosing. And so you've got to understand that God will send an angel at the time of your season. The angel Gabriel. Remember his job. What God tells, reveals to him and sends him to do. Now it is the time for him to let her understand. In verse 28, an angel came in unto her and said, Hell. And this is the virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. In our day, it would be he would be engaged. Why? Because they're still calling her a virgin. They have had not had sex yet. They had not consummated their marriage. So they were engaged. And back then, engagement really meant you were married. They took it more seriously than we do today. And so here we have this virgin named Mary. And Gabriel appears unto her even as he did Zacharias. And he said, hell, thou art highly favored. What does that mean when the angel appeared to you and let you know that you are favored by God? That the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. He's saying to her, you are graciously accepted by God. And he is about to fulfill in you something that he prophesied. You are the chosen virgin that God wants to bring his son through. She was much graced in the sight of God. She was the chosen of the hour. And for her, nobody ever greeted her this way before. Nobody ever talked to her this way. So she thinking within herself as she was troubled saying, what manner of salutation this should be? What manner? What man talks to me this way? 
Daniel, the ninth chapter, the 23rd verse. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. And here it is, Daniel, this same angel God uses, because he's the chief, came to Daniel. The chief of messengers came to Daniel and said, Thou art greatly beloved. In other words, God desired Daniel to understand a thing, to to see a vision, and what was happening in that time and the time to come. And he was favored by God. And so we got to understand that being chosen for a fulfilling of a prophecy, for being chosen for what God wants fulfilled in the earth today, you have found grace in his sight. You are graciously accepted. And when God gave me this a few years ago, people came against me because they thought I was just thinking too highly of myself. But let me let you understand something. When God give you a word, it trumps what man think about you. It trumps anything women say about you. It trumps, why? Because you understand that you gotta believe God over anything. He said, if I called you for what I want you to fulfill, then you are graciously, graciously desired. And it is what man wants you to be desired for, but it's what God has called you into. It is what he is seeing about you. And you must understand today, as I'm delivering this message to you, when God chooses you for something, you are graciously accepted by him. It is what he wants you to fulfill in his life. And you are highly favored. See, sometimes it comes to the messenger first, and then it comes to you so that you can get an understanding. And the Bible said, the angel in the 30th verse said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. When you find favor with God, let me tell you something else. You've got to deal with people. There are some that will be on your side, and there are some that will trample on you. So you've got to know the people around you. Finding favor with God ain't always pleasant because all everybody ain't always in your favor. Daniel understood this greatly. They threw him in a lion's den because he had favor with the king. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they understood this greatly. Why? They were thrown into a fiery furnace because they had found favor 
What happens when you find favor with the king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords? This was a fulfilling season at this time when God sends an angel. Daniel, the second chapter. The 28th verse. But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets. And I know him as the revealer. And every time that word I read it, I'm just thinking of God. He is a revealer. When he wants you to know things about him, he will make it. It will be so in your spirit and in your heart. You will be content with who he is. And nobody can change your mind. He can be the branch. But here he is the revealer of secrets. He is the revealer of secrets. And he says, and make it known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and thy visions of thy head upon thy bed. And as for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into thy mind upon thy bed. What should come to pass hereafter? And he that revealeth secrets. You can't keep no secrets with God. You keep secrets from man, God will send a messenger and reveal that thing. He said, I will make it known to thee what shall come to pass. God is a revealer. And in this, we got to understand this is a season of fulfilling of the prophecy of the Messiah coming. And he's saying, he's come to the Virgin Mary in whom God want to use. And he said, behold, thou shalt conceive. He's starting to reveal. What is God wanting to reveal to you in this season? He's wanting to reveal. Daniel, the second chapter, the 44th verse. Back to Daniel. He says, and in the days of these kings, this is at the end of, of Daniel telling him and revealing his dream and his vision. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom. He's going to set up a kingdom. A kingdom. Which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. But it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. And it shall stand forever. Let me tell you something. I looked up the word consume. And what does it mean but fulfilling prediction? So in Mary, he was about to fulfill a prediction. In Mary, the fulfilling of what he said to Daniel is about to come to pass. And we've got to understand this. She was greatly beloved. 
It's the fulfilling of a prediction. It's the time and the season which we celebrate when God fulfilled the coming of the Messiah and the forerunner. We're talking about here in this verse and today about the birth, the conception of our Lord and Savior. Last week, we talked about the conception of the forerunner, the conception of Elijah, the one coming in the power and spirit of Elijah. We're talking about the conception, the greeting of the messenger of God, the one created spiritual being in heaven. We're talking about God sending the angel in time to consume the kingdoms, his birthing of a son. The Bible says in verse 31, and behold, we're back to Luke 1. We're talking about where God showed it to Daniel. And he said he will consume the kingdoms. And that's the fulfilling of a prediction. And now we're at Mary because Mary is going to fulfill because God needed a virgin like he prophesied in Isaiah. And he said, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over his house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. And what, what, what did Daniel predict unto King Nebuchadnezzar? The kingdom shall last forever and it will consume other kingdoms. And they were looking in the natural sense of things. But God was speaking to them a spiritual prophecy. He said it shall never be destroyed. And here, he said it will be forever. It has no end. It has no end. It has no end. It has no end. There's no end to the kingdom of Jesus Christ. There is no end because God has established it. And see, what's this natural goal? It is the spiritual. And we've got to understand that being with Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Messiah, we have no end. This natural body ends. This natural body ends. But our spiritual being, the innermost part of us, it has no end in Christ. In Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. It has no end. Daniel, the seventh chapter. 
Daniel, the seventh chapter, the 13th verse. I saw in the, sight, in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days. Said one like unto the Son of Man. If you know anything about Jesus Christ, you know that is one of his names, the Son of Man. One like the Son of Man came unto the Ancient of Days. There's a song about the Ancient of Days. It's the Ancient of Days, and he brought them near before him. And there was given him doc, uh, dominion, dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, all people, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom and his kingdom shall not be destroyed we've got to understand what god was revealing to daniel and here it is in the in the book of luke for the birth of jesus christ the spiritual dominion the spiritual kingdom is being established in the earth. Why? Because God chose Mary for it. And Jesus told Pilate when he was standing before him, my kingdom is not of this world. For if it was, then my servants would fight. Verse 27. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. Whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and dominion shall serve and obey him. Here, hitherto is the end of the matter. And as for me, Daniel, my cognition cogitations much troubled me and my countenance changed in me but I kept the matter in my heart you know when God comes to you and brings something I want you to understand you got to keep it in your heart Mary pondered things in her heart throughout the life of Christ and you will find when you study the Bible, she kept them. Dan uh, Daniel, he kept it. It pondered in his heart. Something changed in him. When a word comes from God to you, and you keep it in your heart, it changes something in the inside of you. Now, here it is, and this kingdom shall be given to the people of the saints. I understand that's a kingdom to come in the book of Revelation. But we're talking about the kingdom that sets up at his birth that ends then. So this is a season of time of fulfillment. We're still actually in the season. 
but we're going back to the beginning and we've got to understand the history here. It is an everlasting dominion, his kingdom and dominion. His reign is forever and ever and God established it in the earth. It shall never be destroyed, Hebrews the first chapter. It says, but unto the Son, we just talked about the Son of Man. We just talked about the angel Gabriel who brought the message to Mary that she will have a child that she would conceive and his name will be Jesus, but he would be the Son of the Highest. We're talking about the Son of God. And then, here in Hebrews, he's saying, but unto the Son, he saith. Who saith? God saith. But unto the Son, God saith, thy throne, O God. Thy throne, O God. Thy throne, O God. Here we have God Almighty calling his Son God. Thy throne, O God. Uh, it's forever and ever a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. We understand that there's only one son he's talking about here. There's only one son he's talking about. And anytime in this Bible son is capitalized, we know he's the son of God, the son of the highest, the son of the almighty. Let's go to 2 Samuel. The seventh chapter. The eleventh verse. And as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel... So we understand that God is talking through his servant and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies. Also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee a house. And when the days be fulfilled and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. Now here it is. This is Nathan going to, to David and he's telling him he's going to establish a kingdom. Let me read on. He said he will set up his seed forever. 
He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him. We don't like that word. We think God stopped chastening his people, but he has not. I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. He said, but I want you to understand, although I chasten you, my mercy shall not depart from you. As I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. He took his mercy from Saul. He said, but unto David, even if y'all commit these iniquities, your seed, I will chasten them with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. But my mercy will not depart from your line, from your seed. As I took it from Saul, because David was not the seed of Saul. Saul's kids were supposed to take over. But with David, he established something different. Why? David's heart was different. And because of David's heart, God said, my mercy won't depart from your seed, even if they commit iniquity. You got to understand the covenant between David and God. That's something. And he says, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee, and thy house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Forever. Thy throne shall be established forever. According to all these words and according to all this vision, so did Nathan speak unto David. We've got to understand going back to Luke, the first chapter. He says, the angel says unto Mary, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Why did I bring in all that? Because God said it, and he has not taken his mercy from the seed of David. He has kept his word. Now the spiritual kingdom that lasts forever is being birthed. to understand it we've got to understand 
that all things be natural, but with God all things are spiritual. We've got to understand Revelations, the 11th chapter. The 15th through 17th verse. It says, and the, and the seventh angel sounded. Remember, I told you about Revelation and the prophecy of Daniel. And here we are in Revelation. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord. Remember the prophecy. And still yet, it has to be come to pass. But we're in the season, things are being fulfilled. And of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty beasts, I mean, excuse me, and the four and twenty elders, which sat before God on their seats, fell upon the faces. He fell upon the faces. He fell upon the faces. And worship God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and was and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord. The four and twenty elders worship God, Thou has reigned. We give thanks to you, Lord. We thank you, God Almighty, who was and art and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and has reigned. The establishing, the fulfilling of a prediction. The prophecy of God of the coming of the Messiah. Mary is who he chose, one that was much gracious in the sight of God and was graciously accepted. And then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost. We're at 134 again, Luke 134, 35 now. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. The Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath conceived also in her old age a son, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren, for with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. And this was her response to the angel, to the will of God. She said, Be it unto me according to that word. Her response to God fulfilling a prediction, to choosing her. Sometimes
times we've got to say, be it unto me according to thy word. Even if you don't know how these things should be. And the angel departed from her. And I want to say about this verse 35, this holy thing says the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The Holy Ghost is the enabler. It makes all things possible with God. The Holy Ghost, the power of the Most High, the Holy Ghost, the Bible says that Elijah will come in the power and the spirit, the forerunner. The forerunner of Christ will come in the power and spirit of Elijah. Well, the power and spirit of Elijah was the Holy Ghost. He is the enabler. He is the one that enables you to do. When God want to heal, he enables you through the power of the Holy Ghost and he heals. And he heals. He is an enabler. He is an enabler. He is an enabler. And this holy thing, this holy thing, he called the Son of God to be born a thing. But this thing was a person that conceived, that, that was born inside of her. It was holy. And what does it mean to be holy? To be devoted to God. To share in God's purity. To abstain from earth's defilement. Help us, Holy Ghost. You're the enabler. We can abstain from earth's defilement. With the Holy Ghost, the enabler, all things are possible. Holy also means consecrated, sanctified, and set apart. So the holy thing, the Son of God was all these things. He was devoted to God. He shared in God's purity. He abstained from earth's defilement. He was consecrated, sanctified, and set apart for God. Now I'm going to ask you, are you a son? You're supposed to be a holy thing. Are you a son? Or are you a babe? See, the sons devote themselves to God. They share in God's purity. They abstain from earth's defilements. They consecrate themselves. They are sanctified and set apart. And see, you find when you come to Christ, although you are a child of God, you've got to learn, you've got to grow up in him like you become an adult. You start off as a babe, then you move into being a child. You a little more mature than you were when you were a babe because you couldn't walk on your own. Now God is speaking to you as a child, and he said, the next thing I need you to do is be my son. Be fully mature. 
I need you to devote yourself to me. I need you to share in my purity. I need you to abstain from earth's defilement. You can do it. I need you to be consecrated. I need you to be sanctified. And I need you to be set apart. The sons of God. John, the 20th chapter, the sons of God. John 20, verse 31. We're talking about the Son of God now. We're talking about the thing, the holy thing she is about to conceive by the power of the Holy Ghost, the enabler. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. The Son of God. The holy thing that she is conceiving. Jesus is the Christ. The anointed one. The Messiah. The son of God. And that believing ye might have life. Through his name. Mark 1.1. 1, 1. Mark 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, we're talking about the holy thing. Mark doesn't record his birth like Matthew and Luke, but what he does say, he says, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The Son of God. Romans 1. Romans 1, verse 1 through 4, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, the servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, the gospel of God, which he had promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. The Holy Scriptures. The Bible isn't just any written book, but it's holy. And what do we find about holy? Holy, this Bible is devoted to God. This Bible shares in God's purity. This Bible abstains from earth's defilement. But it tells us what they are. This Bible is consecrated. This Bible is sanctified. This Bible is set apart. And this Bible is perfect. Verse 3, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, uh, the gospel of God concerning his son, Jesus Christ, uh, foretold by his prophets. Our Lord, which was made the seed of David according to the flesh. See the natural eye. What did Daniel prophesy? And declared to be the son of God. Declared. God declared it. What did he declare on your behalf? Are you receiving it? God said it. Are you receiving it? And declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness. The son of God with power. The Holy Ghost. The enabler. The power. 
from the dead. Romans, that was Romans. Every scripture backs up the understanding that we are in the season of fulfillment of the kingdom that shall last forever and never be destroyed. We're talking about it from the beginning. God's establishing it through his people. In verse 37 of, of Luke 1, he says, Nothing is impossible with God. Genesis 18, 14. Genesis 18, 14. Genesis 18, 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. See, there is appointed time. There is an appointed time. And when the angel comes to you, the messenger of God, and this is your season. Gabriel, he understood it well. Every time God sends him somewhere, he knew a fulfillment of prophecy was coming to pass. There's an appointed time. There's an appointed time, Jeremiah, the 32nd chapter. The 32nd chapter, the 17th verse. Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for you. There's nothing too hard for you, God. And you gave us the Holy Ghost, the enabler. You gave us your power. Nothing is too hard for you, Lord. Nothing is too hard for God. God is a revealer. Thou showest loving kindness unto thousands and recompensest the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. The great, the mighty God, the Lord of hosts is his name. Great in counsel and mighty in work. He mighty in what? Work. And what is work but doing? He is mighty in doing. He is powerful in doing. He gives us the enabler, the Holy Ghost. For thine eyes are open upon all the ways of the sons of men to give everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings, which has set signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, even unto this day, and in Israel, and among other men, and has made thee a name as at this day, and has brought forth thy people out of the land of Egypt with signs, with wonders, and with a strong hand, and with a stretched out arm, and with great terror. 
Is there anything too hard for God? It will come to pass in its appointed season. It's time. And I just want to touch on one last thing in Luke, the first chapter. Luke, the first chapter, verse 39 to 45. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. What did the angel Gabriel say to Zechariah, he will be filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. This is John the Baptist, the forerunner. And here it is, we find out Elizabeth, because of the salutation of Mary, was filled with the Holy Ghost in her sixth month. From his mother's womb. From his mother's womb. And when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Hold on. Did the prophecy that Gabriel came to tell Mary be fulfilled? Because all we know is that the angel told Mary what would happen. The Holy Ghost will come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Not only will he come upon her, but he will overshadow her. And then Mary said, let it be. The next thing we know, in that sixth month, in the same month, she was visiting Elizabeth. And this is what Elizabeth said to her. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. How did she know she was pregnant? She just greeted her, and by the salutation, the babe, John the Baptist, leaped in Elizabeth's womb. How did Elizabeth know but by the filling of the Holy Ghost that Mary was pregnant now? How did she know? She did, except it was the enabler, the Holy Ghost. God is a revealer. All she did was say hi. Hi to her cousin. She just said hi. And the fulfillment begun. So by the time the angel spoke to her, within that same month, by the time she got, with it is saying days, she got to her cousin. God had, the fulfillment was coming to pass. This is the beginning. She 
She was filled with the Holy Ghost. Blessed is the fruit of her womb. So already she was calling Jesus Christ, the Messiah, to come, to be birthed, the Son revealed. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb. It witnesses to me that the mother of my Lord What is it when the enabler, the Holy Ghost, begin to reveal? It don't be flesh and blood. It be the Holy Ghost. The power of God. God is the revealer. And that's what Jesus said to Peter. He said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven, he is the revealer. For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed. Blessed are you when you believe what God has said. Blessed are you when you believe. For there shall be a performance. And what does it mean, a performance? A fulfillment of the prophecy. There is a set time for you. These things will come to pass that were told you from the Lord. The performance of God. He is performing even today. It didn't just stop with the birth of Jesus Christ. He has established a kingdom that will reign forever. There is a performance of what God promises. There is a performance. There is a performance. And we've got to understand that God performs. God performs. What he speaks does not fall to the ground. You just got to believe. And when you believe, God performs. He comes back to you from your unbelief. He don't say, I told you so. He's not like man. But what does he do? He performs. He does the thing. It takes time. Why? Because we don't believe. We need to examine ourselves because others will cause the problem. I'm here to let you know today, God does not work in unbelief. You are blessed when you believe. And this is for all of us. We got to examine ourselves. We've got to examine ourselves. And let me tell you, I got to end just reading this part. Because when the performance happened, look what happened to what Mary did. Mary said, verse 46, my 
because she understood God had chosen her for this prophecy of fulfillment. This was her assignment if she had no other assignment. And my spirit have rejoiced in God, my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. Holy is his name. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy is his name and great things he has done. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. Fear God and eschew evil. Reverence him. Say, holy is your name, O God. Holy is your name. He that showed strength with his arm he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. To his seed, what? Forever. Why? Because God has established the kingdom forever. God has established the kingdom. He has conceived in Mary, the son of the living God. He has conceived in Mary, his son. And she said it was okay. And Mary abode with her about three months. So we must understand she returned to her own house after that. But at the time of John's conception, Mary had left in that month. I just want you to understand that God has established a kingdom forever in Jesus Christ. And he is continuing it even now. And we're still in the fulfillment of the prophecy. It has not completely been fulfilled. Just the beginning. And just some of it. Because at the end, the saints will reign. There's a thousand year reign coming. There's a thousand year reign coming. We won't have to worry about Satan. We won't have to worry about him in that thousand years. God has established a kingdom that will overrule all other kingdoms. And it has begun. So don't look at the natural. It will fool you. You've got to see the way God sees. And God sees in the spirit. Don't let it fool you. The fulfilling of a season. The fulfilling of a time. 
God has consumed and he has established his kingdom forever and ever. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for revealing your word to us on today. I thank you for revealing the hearts and minds of men. I thank you that you established us and you will continue fulfilling the seasons that you have prophesied for each and every one of us. The things that are to come to pass have your way in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. For you are God eternal. You are holy, holy, holy. The Lord God almighty. You have established and you will continue to establish. Have your way in us. Have your way in your people, God. Have your way. Lord Jesus, thank you for ruling and reigning. Thank you for teaching us how to rule and reign. Thank you for giving of yourself that we might have life everlasting and that your kingdom reigns forever and ever. Ever and ever have you been established in the earth and forever and ever will you reign. You reign, Jesus reign. You reign, Jesus reign. Have your way, almighty God, in the lives of your people. In Jesus' holy and precious name, I pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen.